The Auburn Tigers pick up a win against Notre Dame, 83-59. Welcome on into the live reaction show for Locked on Auburn. Zach Blackerby, Daryl Daprich here with you. We were talking before we clicked that go live button, but it, it's all about depth, Daryl. It's all about depth for these Auburn Tigers. It really is. I think that the way that so many people get involved and score the basketball and we're in double figures only happens if you're unselfish and you share the basketball and distribute it, you know, amongst players. So you can have all the depth in the world, but if the three or four guys on the team don't share the basketball and take all the shots, it doesn't matter. Auburn had right. 21 assists tonight. When you combine that kind of distribution with the depth and eight, nine guys that could, you know, get eight or more points or any given night, six or seven can be in double figures. That's really big. And I think we saw a glimpse, Zach, a sneak peek of what the ceiling of this basketball team could be. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Now, I think the other side of the coin of this, and I don't disagree with you. I'm just advancing the conversation here, but. I mean, Notre Dame, was they're a terrible basketball team. Mm -hmm. They are awful. Halfway through the first half, I texted Tyler Wojak. He's our locked-on Irish host. And I'm like, where did you find these kids at? And he's like, some daycare in South Bend. They're not very good. And it's like, no, no, they're, they're not. But the fact, I mean, we talked about this with football a million times, right, Daryl? I mean, part of this is like you need to dominate the teams you're supposed to dominate. And fortunately – the branding of Notre Dame, like this is going to look like a better win than it probably yeah. is. It's a tournament situation. You're doing it in Brooklyn. Like there's other things to grasp from this. So this looks like a better win than it probably is. But the fact that it was so dominant, it was the, the fact that we had five guys in double figures. Is that right? Yep. Four starters and, and yeah. Trey. Like you take that. You absolutely take that. It passes the eye test. You check all these boxes. I think it's great. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm about to say something that our good friend War Eagle Wyoming that always uh, gets on the, the, the chat here loves, and that is two things can be true at the same time. Ooh. Number one, Notre Dame is a bad basketball team. That, however, does not detract away from the fact that I think Auburn is also a very good basketball team. Two things can be the same, and I think that Auburn – I love the point you made because I was sitting here before we jumped on thinking about how cool it is that Auburn gets a win over Notre Dame, which is a national name, a national brand that yeah. they've never played. They've never played before in basketball. So these kind of games are great because you get that exposure and you also get to play somebody you've never played. That's great for the fans. And look, you did what you were supposed to do. And you did it in pretty dominating fashion. Now, we'll talk about, again, a couple troubling trends. I don't want to be nitpicky, but for this team to get where they want to be, there are certain things that need to be cleaned up. I think Auburn needs to learn to close better in the first half. You can't go from 15 to 6 in an eyelash like that as far as a lead go, especially against a team that was undermanned and not as talented as you. And I wanted to see Auburn do a better job on the boards in the first half. Notre Dame had a ton of second-hand, second-chance points in the first half, like 14, or that game would have been over at halftime. So yeah. clean that kind of stuff up, but it's good to get that 
lesson learned in a big W. Uh, I, get <clears throat> I get that. And I love having a center in Janai Broom that when he realizes, and this is how the game started, Daryl, when, when he realizes that he is bigger, better, faster, stronger, and can dominate the other center or the guy guarding him, I love that. It seems like in the past with Auburn centers, like Austin Wiley comes to mind. There's been a few others where it's like they had everything, but it almost seemed like there's this mental block of just destroying the person that's trying to defend you. It's tough to dominate someone. Uh, Janai Broom doesn't care. Janai Broom doesn't care. Not only will he score on you multiple times down the floor to open a game, he'll look at Auburn's bench and you, the the camera caught him saying, he can't guard me. He can't guard me. And it wasn't in a smack-talking way. It was in the most sincerest form, Daryl, of just communicating, hey, this guy can't do anything about me attacking the basket. Uh, Janai Broom, I, I know the guard play is exciting, and that's what's going to catch up. But Janai Broom, if Auburn's going to go on a run, I think right now it's because of Janai Broom. It was absolute. It was educational. He wasn't bragging. He was letting his bench know. And I love the way you cleaned it up by you saying he said he can't guard me because he said it a lot more colorful than that uh, when you read his lips. But again, they couldn't. And I, you know, he got to be careful. He almost got a technical early on in the game, staring down a Notre Dame player who couldn't guard him. And Broom was letting him know, well, you got to be careful. You don't want, you know, you don't want that early on. But I, he. You know, Auburn traditionally hasn't had that center over the years. You mentioned Wiley. McLemore was more of a four playing in a five um, that, that could take over basketball games. Mabadou Njai was a good player, but he had other players that were so much better than him scoring the basketball on that team. So it's kind of cool to see the mm -hmm. offense run through the five position right now because make no mistake about it, with this five out, that Auburn plays, when he pops out like that behind the three-point line, and I think he's four of five this year from behind the three-point arc, when he does that, it is such a dangerous weapon. And you watch how that's going to pay dividends later in the year when big, lanky, lunky, six-foot-nine, six-foot-ten dudes that are stiff try to come out and guard him when he does that. Mismatch and in front him, and he just puts it on the floor and goes right by. I, I love that. That that's that's going to set up for something. I think down the road for Auburn. Another thing that stands out to me, and I hate to get on here and just read box scores because we can all do that, but that you didn't see this last year. So Auburn starters from a shooting standpoint, outside of Denver Jones, Denver did not have a good night shooting, but. Glad we saw him out there. Glad we saw him playing, despite some some rumors that were swirling around today. Um, Aiden Holloway, five of nine. Jalen Williams, five of nine. Janai Broom, seven of 11. Chris Moore, three of four. The other score uh, off the bench was Trey Donaldson. He went four of six. There are how many times did we look at box scores last year, in the last two or three seasons, where Auburn's leading score may have had 15 or 16 points, but they would have been like four of 15 or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I don't, I'm not really oh, like, I'm not really like being dramatic when I say that. Like that was a kind of a normal thing. And you know, Wendell, we get to the free throw line a lot. So like, you know, padded stats some, but extremely inefficient offensively over the last several years. And all of a sudden you look at this team 
This team, they take care of the basketball. They take better shots. For the most part, I still think they're learning in that regard. But just as far as nobody just being ice cold, like I, I love the more efficient shooting. I think that is huge, and I think that's what helps you in postseason play. And you're absolutely correct, and th there's no exaggeration in that. Wendell Green, especially last year, I can remember stat lines where he would be 4 of 15, but would have 18 points because he'd be 10 of 11 for the free sure. throw line. And so, you know, and KD would, you know, or whoever would get free, hit free throws late because Auburn did get a lot of their points, especially from the point guard position from the free throw line late. And the shooting percentages would be just horrendous. And then you go ahead and, and you know, peel back the onion a little bit and pare that down. And then it would be even worse from three-point land. It would be 24%, 28%. You're like, how did Auburn win that game? Well, they made the other team turn it over more and they hit more free throws. I mean, and they had some, yeah. they did get some more points in the paint last year. Uh, but man, this year, th that inside out game, it, you can score, Auburn can score from deep. Trey Donaldson played at such a high level. And it wasn't just the 10 points off the bench. He made some extremely nice, elite, prototypical point guard passes tonight. Look at the point guard production between Holloway and Donaldson combined tonight, and that is extreme. I mean, compared to what Auburn's had, you know, the last couple of years, that is just extremely uh, improved. It's so much improved and so important. Daryl, while you're talking about point guard play, Storm Wade has a take. He says, hot take, but this is the deepest point guard room in the last decade for Auburn, even over 2019. I think it's comparable to 2019. I think McCormick and Harper in 2019, Harper would go out of the game and McCormick would come in and give you instant offense. There wasn't, when I say that much of a drop-off, there was because of how elite Harper was. But McCormick sure. would come in and contribute and hit some big shots. So this – this Better defender too. Yes, and this duo has the chance to become that. Neither one of those two point guards, I believe, were a freshman – in 2019, I know Harper wasn't. I think McCormick was a sophomore. <clears throat> so that that is a different thing. You're playing a sophomore and a freshman in this mm -hmm. backcourt, the 2023 edition. But yeah, it looked. I mean, <laughs> you you can't ask for better production. And and if they play equal minutes, and again, here's the other thing too that was very important about what I saw tonight in the way Trey Donaldson and Holloway played. If there comes a point in a basketball game where you want two ball handlers on the floor at the same time late so you don't turn it over and you have guys that have handles, both of those guys have shown that Auburn's backcourt can remain elite if they're both in the game at the same time. You can play one at the point guard and the other at the two position. If sure. Denver Jones is struggling you know, on a particular night, what I saw tonight, Auburn can play both in the backcourt and be effective. Mm -hmm. which is valuable, which mm. is certainly valuable. Um, all right, Daryl, today's uh, live is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. And Athletic Brewing needs to bring us our game changer of the game. Who are you going with? I'm, I'm going with Janai Broom. Are you okay with that? I am too. That Mine as well because he set the tone. He came out of the gate and hit his first four shots. Uh, I think he had six of Auburn's first eight points, and he just set the tone. That was it. He he laid the foundation, and Auburn took off from there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, in the in the live chat, who do you think should be the <clears> Athletic <throat> Brewing Company uh, game changer of the game? But Athletic Brewing, uh, they're changing the non-alcoholic beer game. They've got non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. Highly encourage you to check them out. I've tried a few of them. They've all been great. So first-time customers can go to athleticbrewing.com and use code LOCKEDON, all one word, LOCKEDON, to get 15% off your first order. Athleticbrewing.com, near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. As far as the defensive side of things, I loved what Auburn did. I do think Notre Dame made it very easy for them. They ended up making, was it two threes? They were like two of, was it two of 22? Yeah. Two of, two of 26 from three. I mean, that is a biz. Like, this is a terrible basketball team. <laughs> Notre Dame is so bad. Well, Auburn, and it's weird. Auburn, I mean, you always just assume yeah. Notre Dame's going to be at least decent at something. Yeah. It, it's the defensive effort in the first half was really good, except for the second chance points and the offensive rebounds and how they allowed Notre Dame to be a little bit hot there late. But one thing that I was noticing that Auburn was doing early on that helped uh, keep that percentage low for Notre Dame as they were extending on defense, coming out and challenging the shooters, coming out way behind the three-point line. Even the bigs for Auburn were doing that. In the second half, Auburn recognized that Notre Dame could not throw it in the ocean off a boat, and right. they sagged. And they had absolutely wide-open threes. Auburn was giving them the threes. And it, it was and it, Auburn. What happened was it was twofold. Auburn sagged, so they had more guys at the rim for rebounding, so they wouldn't give up offensive rebounds. But it also enabled Auburn to grab and go. I mean, they mm-hmm. they got their transition game going because of the, of the the rebounds. But there, Zach, when I say wide open, you saw it. There wasn't a Auburn defender within 10, 15 feet. They were letting them take it, and they couldn't hit it. And uh, you know that's going to be rare that that happens. But I but I'm glad that I saw. The uh, intensity and the the way Auburn contested the basketball in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I, I just there is nothing I saw from Notre Dame that like I was like, yes, well, that was good that they did that. Like, let's call a spade a spade. You look at this team before the before this game starts, and you scout, look at some tape, or look at some highlights. You can't really look at tape. This is a team that beat Niagara by seven or eight. Niagara, nice place to go visit, tourist attraction, not the hotbed of basketball. Sure. Beat them eight and then got beat by the Western Carolina Catamounts in South Bend by eight. So, you know, you look at that and you say, well, they're going to have their hands full because that's not a very sterling first two games. I'm real impressed with the freshman, Burton. I think he's a good player. He fought. He continued to, to, to be a dog and get – Get baskets, gets back, get baskets in, in traffic. Other than that, I think you make a great point about asking where do these players come from, because I don't see any of them that could have played for a lot. How of does SEC. Notre Dame not get better players in the portal? I'm just Notre I don't. Dame, get it. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. First of all, it's a first year head coach that came from Penn State. This this guy, you know, Bray retired. So this coach who has his son on the team is a first year player a first-year coach, they lost 98% of their production on offense and defense. They showed that stat. 98% of minutes, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, of it's, it's amazing. 
So I, I think because he was a new coach, Zach, he didn't have the footing and the foundation to yeah. go grab well, a like, bunch of players. You're in the Notre ball. Dame. Yeah, like, I get you're it. You're one of the most it's iconic a, brands in college athletics. It's, it's amazing. It's a start over deal, and I think he'll probably have to hit the portal hard with yeah. a year under his oh, belt because to. they are they are lacking uh, in a lot of areas. Yeah, no, that's that's a very nice way to put it, Daryl. But that's the kind of guy you are, and I love that. I love that. Wish we could play him in football. I mean, nice if Auburn can get them in a bowl game. Somebody earlier never... commented that in yeah. the live chat. That would get be fun. Sweet. Get the hey, sweet. What about Jalen Williams? I have been begging for Jalen to be more aggressive. And tonight was like the the ver- the offensive version of Jalen that I want to see. Five of yeah, nine. He, 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 how much yeah. did he end up with? He ended up with eleven, made one of his three threes. He had seven rebounds, two assists. Like Jalen, this was a Jalen Williams that I want to see every single game. Daryl, he woke up a little late uh, as far as when he got it going. It, it was you know the second half, especially. He had those two big dunks, had a nice little teardrop in the lane. Great block that he you know they were playing in Brooklyn, and I think he swatted it to Manhattan. And I think he really came alive. And I think Trey Donaldson ironically, got him going, got the engine going a little bit, found him a little bit, great job on finding him on the floor. And and I, I, I'll tell you, I again, we talk about Holloway, the job that Trey Donaldson did with his pass, those passes were elite. I mean, they were really, really, you, you're going to need that when you get into tough, tough games. So yeah, Jalen Williams showed up. He, he woke up a little bit late, but he did a good job. And I love that little left-handed teardrop in the lane. He hits that, and he could go for 15, 16, 18 a game when that's falling. So Jesse and Warrigal, Wyoming are saying that they thought Jalen's a little passive, and it's like, well, sure, but he was less passive tonight than he normally is. That, that's all I'm saying. Is That's was- why it's so important to have a player like Chaney Johnson because he pushes him. Chaney Johnson had a nice little game. You've got the stats in front of you. I think he only had four points, but his his shooting was more efficient. He had a few rebounds. He had a couple of assists. He had a real nice assist to uh, Cardwell um, as you look at his stat line. But his minutes looked productive when he yeah, came two, in. Yeah, two of two from the floor for four points, four rebounds. Um, I actually forgot that he fouled out. I'm not going to lie to you. In 13 minutes. <laughs> right. like that, that That's not super great. You don't love that. No. but I think Chaney- he pushed Williams. The way Cheney moves is like his burst, like he floats when he runs down the floor. Like he just seems to float while everybody else is sprinting. Like it looks so much easier for him to move than everyone else does, which is a weird thing to say, but he's a, I mean, he, he's a natural athlete. Like that guy can, that guy can move. He's so smooth and fluid. Doesn't waste a whole lot of steps. I think he's a guy, he and Chad Baker and Mazzara, I think are just going to get better over the course of the season. Absolutely. I was just going to say you took the word. When we start conference play, we can look back and say, hey, who's the most improved player? Who's come the furthest from non-conference to conference play? And I think it'll end up being Chaney Johnson. I really do. I think we're going to see a marked difference in what kind of player he is once the conference season starts. I think so. I think so. All right. Live chat, drop any takes or questions you guys have. We'll start getting to those in uh, about a minute or two. Anybody else, Daryl, that stood out to you tonight or any kind of themes 
that stood out to you tonight that that you said, okay, this is worth looking at. I felt good about free throws, right? 12 of 16 from the charity stripe. Like that's mm -hmm. something that does it doesn't matter that Notre Dame's good or bad or whatever. Like that's an Auburn be focusing on Auburn kind of thing. 12 of 16. Auburn wins more games. Um, if they do that, you know, than they would typically, I think. I think that's gonna help you in, in conference play. But any other like overarching themes that you take away from tonight? Well, I think that we've talked about all the positives. We've even talked about the few things that Auburn, you know, needs to clean up. But uh, overall, I think that the theme, the biggest theme and the biggest takeaway for me is that Auburn struggled the last couple of years with what I consider to be guard play. Their mm -hmm. two best players two years ago in that magical season was Kessler and Jabari. Last year, they struggled from the guard position. Auburn has rectified that. They've addressed that need, and their guards can carry them in a basketball game at some point during this year if Broom and Williams go silent. That That's the difference that I saw as far as a takeaway from tonight is that all four guards, KD, Denver, Trey, and Aiden, have a potential to get hot in any time. Mm -hmm. And if, if your bigs get cold, I think Auburn's guards can carry the water. That's big to me. Sure, I get that. I get that. So I guess we should mention that Auburn will play St. Bonaventure. Yes. Um, which people keep asking what that is. I don't know. It's a school in New York, I guess. They're, yeah, the they're, they're an Atlantic 10. Yeah, they're an Atlantic 10 school in that Atlantic 10 conference. Ironically, Chad Baker Mazzara has played against them before when he was at Duquesne. Um, they are the oldest college basketball team in the country. Uh, that doesn't mean they're out there in a 50 and over league, but they have the most experienced older starters. Their, their average age is up there and their average years of players playing or eligibility on the team is 3.6 years. So wow. they're seasoned. Yeah, they're seasoned. Remember. It's like remember, the U of a basketball team. They're definitely, they're an old, well, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're younger than me still. I, I would be a 16.6 uh, average years. Remember what happened to Alabama in the NCAA tournament last year. They ran into a very, very experienced bunch of five-year senior San Diego State team. Teams Alabama like didn't win at all last year? No, they got beat in the oh. Sweet 16 by a team that was very – They were like the best team ever. Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm. They were very senior-laden, this team. And that's what St. Bonaventure is. Now, St. Bonaventure doesn't have the athletes that San Diego State has, mm -hmm. but they've got experience. And, again, they're the old – every time someone says they're the oldest team, I picture some graybeard like me out there shooting threes. But they have a lot of experience. And so they probably won't beat themselves and they will not be intimidated. Uh, by Auburn, they won't be wide-eyed in the lights of Brooklyn. And having a game under their belt and beating Oklahoma State, it should be a good matchup. Auburn should win. I think Auburn's a better team. Auburn's definitely deeper. And Auburn's got some seasoned dudes, too. They're not a bunch of young pups, you know. They got some seasoned yeah, wild Yeah, Jalen and, and Dylan and Chris Moore, who we all kind of forget about. Janai sure. Broom. I mean, they got some dudes, yeah. too, that have experience, right? So, All right, let's go through some of these takes. Let's spend about 10 seconds on each one there. I just want your kind of sure. instant reaction to all of these. Corey says, we scored 83 tonight and Denver had an off game. I'll add KD Johnson also had an off game tonight. Very underrated point. Half the guards didn't really contribute like they should. 
and Auburn still went off. So, again, that speaks to depth and somebody different stepping up every night and having a lot more than your core being right. counted on to score. <clears throat> Austin says, still need to clean up fouls, I think. Question mark. Austin asked that as a question. Defense is good and aggressive, but goodness. Your thoughts. Auburn is, I just, I just resigned myself to the fact Auburn, you know, had 33 fouls called against them tonight. Notre Dame had 31. I just resigned myself to the fact that the style of play, like the announcer said, embrace the chaos. If you're an Auburn fan, is that Auburn's going to probably foul more than their opponent because of the way they play? It is what it. it is. It's worth it. You can't, you cannot, you are what you are. So it is just, you just got to live with it. You just got to yeah. live with it. Daryl, just a quick one here. Kevin asked, did Auburn win? Auburn won and won big. All right, 83-59. Thanks for joining, Kevin. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Fl- Floppy yeah, says, Auburn going on an adventure tomorrow. Your thoughts? Because of St. Bonaventure. See the play on words there? That's what he meant. Yeah. Jesse so. asks, does Daryl have any eligibility left? No, uh, I do not. Uh, I used it up getting cut from the AUM baseball team. I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. that happened. Wasted it. But Simo uh, with a quiet 10 and four. Excellent point. Very quiet 10 and four, but glue guy. Hit a big three, I thought, early in the first half. And really was a that – that is a snoot. That, that's a – yeah, we haven't even talked about him. We haven't even That's talked an ambient ten and four right there. That's what Tiger Woods was taking when he got in so much trouble. That yeah. is that is absolutely underrated comment, and you just didn't even notice him, but he dropped ten and four. That's a good thing. He's a glue guy. War Eagle, Wyoming is so insightful. It's he really crazy. is. He's it's awesome. Crazy. All right, a lot of people agreeing with Corey. Corey's the best. Good job, Corey. Um. Keaton asked, does winning the 2019 Legends Classic play a factor here? Did we go up in this in 2019? Notre Dame won it in 2016, and I don't think it played a factor. I don't know. I didn't know that. If we, <laughs> Yeah, they showed a picture of Notre Dame's team, and I'm like, wow. I didn't I didn't know that. I, I For some reason, I forgot that. If that's the case, that we've already played in Brooklyn at this, at this thing. And if you can the look that up. The only thing I remember in 2019, we did um, – that's when we went to is Maui, too, right? Well, yeah, the Duke was it Duke and Arizona in 2019? That tournament we played both of them. <clears throat> we played Duke in Maui. That's when Harper dunked on Zion. And then last year we played in all those ballrooms. We did go to Legends Classic in 19. We played CSUN and Colgate. Colgate was a tournament team, by the way. I watched them play in the NCAA tournament in the Columbus Regional that year. Well, how about yep. that? Yeah. I, that Great job. Great comment. Yeah, I don't think it game. plays a factor to answer your question, no. but I didn't realize that. I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah, yeah good. Sure. that's a great nugget there. Nice knowledge. Um, I don't know if the, I can put this one on the screen, but the question is Aiden one and done, question mark. I'm going to say no. No? I don't think he's a one and done. I think based he has on what? Some, based on the fact that he, he's probably 
got a few things to work on as far as his game's concerned. I know that you go one and done based upon potential and ceiling, not necessarily him getting 30 minutes because Trey Donaldson, but just my initial gut feeling is this is a kid that'll stay one more year. Sorry, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. No, that's all right. I, People are asking I, about the Iron Bowl, and it's like I love it. I just, yeah, I just think I think Holloway stay. I think look the Sharif Cooper cautionary tale. I think that they're very similar in talent. Now they're different players, but we forget sometimes how electric Sharif Cooper was, and especially if he could have played the whole year, he shouldn't have went. Yeah, but Aiden can shoot though. Cooper, Cooper could score the basket. I don't care how you put it in the basket. But the NBA does. The NBA yeah, does. Yeah, but they also like guys that can get to the rack and get to the rim and score too, and that was Cooper. I mean, Cooper, when we do so get a far, I think Aiden is significantly better than Sharif. Wow. See, I don't. That's a great – I mean, it's good for debate. I don't. I think yeah. he's I think he's comparable, and he may end up at the end of the year better, but I don't even know if it would be significantly better. I, I I think I think we're gonna feel significantly better about Aiden than Sharif. I feel I don't think that that's a crazy take, Daryl. I don't even feel like I'm putting myself out there with that. I just think that we only we did not get to we saw glimpses. Give Sharif Cooper a whole year at Auburn, the 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 ineligibility and the ankle injury, and look at what he would have done having twelve more games. We only saw. I don't. I don't, I don't think he becomes a better shooter though in those games. I think. He, I think his games. His game would would have evolved the more he would have played. In the live chat, let us know. Would you rather have yeah. Aiden Hall, Aiden Holloway, or uh, Sharif Cooper? No, I didn't say I'd rather have Cooper at all. I didn't say that. I, I'm saying they're comparable. I'd, if you ask me right now, I'd rather have Holloway. Okay. Because I yeah. think his ceiling by the end of the year will be higher, and he'll get to play more games and evolve where Cooper didn't. Got it. Got it. Uh, I also think, like, I don't know, like, if you've got a point guard that's that sledge, like, our team should have been better that year than if that was the case. And I know that was a postseason ban year and all that. It was a weird thing Supporting with COVID. Cast, though, was, was, was weak that year. I get it, dude. I it get really it. really was. I get it. But I, I think I'd rather have Aiden. I'd rather have a shooter than a passer. Yeah, I got you. So maybe that's a philosophy thing, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Any more thoughts, real quick, and uh, and then we'll we'll wrap up in a few minutes. But Daryl, I, I think Auburn takes care of business. I think they win this non-conference tournament tomorrow against the Bonnies. I think they take the down Bonnies. the Bonnies. I actually thought they'd play Oklahoma State, so I'm a little surprised. I did too, the man. I, yeah, I, but when I was watching the game, I had to go to a birthday function, and I came and watched Auburn right at the tip. Didn't get a chance to watch St. Bonaventure and Oklahoma State. I assumed we would be playing Oklahoma State. So for St. Bonaventure to make a late run like that in a close game and win that game will help them confidence-wise. But I also think Auburn is a, a much superior basketball team over Oklahoma State, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, that 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 all matters. And depth could become a huge factor tomorrow night. I was talking on the phone with Isaac Shade. He hosts Locked On College Basketball. Be sure to check out that show. They do an outstanding job. I listen every morning. And uh, he was telling me, like, dude, y'all y'all are going to run away with that. Like, those other three teams and, and the legends, whatever, they, they stink. Like, okay, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. And so far, he seems like he's right. So I like Auburn's chances against the Bonnies. Um, no question about it. So 
right. Any more questions? The games at Auburn. Let's just reset real quick. You talk about big picture. Auburn's played Baylor already. They played Notre Dame, which again, the uniqueness of playing that they're going to play Indiana. This is a fun, if you're an Auburn basketball fan, just really enjoy the ride because they're getting to play some teams. You don't normally get to see Auburn play. And that's the greatest part of compiling a non-conference schedule like this. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, like I think the win over Notre Dame will look better, look like a better win than it actually is. Yeah. So agree. I mean, I don't know if that's going to result in better seating or anything like that, but and and that's the way Bruce was pitching it, right? It was all these power five teams that they could play. And I think he probably thought Oklahoma State would be one of those, right? That's not going to be the case because they lost to St. Bonaventure, but still, um, I think this is going to emulate a tournament type situation, right? Like maybe playing St. Bonaventure is going to be similar to playing a first round of an SEC tournament or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. St. Bonaventure could be a team, a comparable team that you draw in the first round of the NCAA tournament if you're like a five or four seed. I mean, that that could be with this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you're going to be playing in a neutral site spot Mm -hmm. like Brooklyn. I I think that's why you do – I think that's why you do these types of games. So – and I'm looking – they don't have lines out yet, which is fine. When they do, head over to FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, Daryl, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Um, how can people check out everything that you've got going on? You can follow me at DAP6410 on X. Um, catch us, uh, let's see, Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh, no, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night after the game. Again, yep. yeah, after the St. Bonaventure game, same time, uh, same place. Tomorrow night we'll be doing this again. Uh, and then we'll obviously the football reaction show Sunday. Yeah, if y'all could subscribe, really help the show. We're uh, so close to to another milestone, 14,000 subscribers. We're just like five or six away. So if you're not subscribed, please get us there. We're so close. It would mean a ton. Please like this video. And yeah, more basketball content tomorrow night. Normal edition of Locked on Auburn tomorrow. Daryl joins me. Jason Jones, Auburn defensive lineman, joins us as well. And then yeah, Sunday morning, like Daryl said, we will have more football content up there for you. Read all my written work at auburndaily.com and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.